Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello again, friends. Hello, mother. Hello, world. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. It's another day here in the BKB universe, and it's great to be alive. Ain't it, Barbara? Sure is. Hi, everyone. It's good to be back. I had a specific request not to ask you how you're doing, so I won't. It's been a busy day. No, I'm, I'm, I'm taking everything one step at a time. As we all should. Yes. One step at a time, a lot going on today, so, but it's all good. I'm excited to be here. This is my favorite, it's my favorite time of the week to have a conversation with you and with the rest of the world. It is quite enjoyable. And it's also really fun to come up with new topics every single week. I think and try and think of things that are applicable to everyone and also applicable to us. It's also why we are so happy when you write in and tell us your thoughts about what we're already talking about or what we have spoken about and, and what you'd wish for us to speak about what's up for you. And so most of the things that we speak about are definitely up for us. Yep. And many of the things you write in about, we're thinking, yeah, we've been through that. Yeah, we've got, we've got some great nuggets to share about same, that. Same, same, same. Same, but different, but same. So I have requested today... That we try and find something to talk about that's perhaps a bit more upbeat and lighthearted. Because I feel like, you know, we we like to go deep. We like to get into the nitty gritty of life and talk about some of the things that can be uncomfortable or heavy or, you know, pain points at times. You know, we've we've gone gone there very many weeks. And it felt like very many weeks in a row. We've gone the distance of darkness. <laughs> so I was trying to think of something that we could talk about today that might be a ease for our spirits. And a little bit more fun, a little bit fun and lightful or lightful, lightful, lightful. <laughs> lighthearted. Yeah, I think it's good. <laughs> Well, everything that we talk about is, you're right, is are things that helping us to uncover anything that's inside of us that's keeping us back from living the life that we really deeply desire. So we really are into that big time. And I think the idea that we started this podcast to bring all of you into our living rooms to have the same conversations that you and I have day after day after day. And so these are the kind of conversations that you and I have all the time. So we, you're right. Welcome we do, to our family dysfunction. We do, we do live in a deep, we do live deep. I mean, I can walk in your door and I can start telling you 50 things that I was thinking about. And, and that, she did today. And I did today. So yeah. I'm, Sometimes I'm I call her the Tasmanian devil because she's just <laughs> like a whirling dervish that just comes in and has so much to say. All very insightful things to say. 
but it's it's a lot to take for in my for your you. energy mm-hmm. like we talked about and her tigger energy sometimes it just takes me a little bit longer to digest all of her her things yeah which is good which is good different I've, strokes for different folks and i'm excited to talk about this topic today because i think it well, will be when fun. i when i mentioned this to you the other day <laughs> when before we started to like get into it you were like ugh Really? <laughs> but we have a twist on it that I think is in very BKB fashion of breaking it down and redefining it in a way that's digestible and authentic to all of us. And many people comment on our on our things on social media and in the workshops that we do. You know, how can I, because really what we're going to talk about is how can I live, how can I actually accomplish and have the things that I really want from my life? AKA... Um, what we really believe manifesting is. Yeah, you guys have all heard that word a lot, I'm sure. The buzzword of manifesting. It, get used, it gets used a lot. And I'm really excited about one of the things we do quite often on these episodes is we, we kind of redefine or we take another, we take another um, look at another, diff- how can we see it differently? How could we define this word a little bit differently? And so I'm... Looking forward to this conversation because we do the same thing with this. That idea of manifesting, I think, is, I think it's used a lot, but I think it's sometimes misunderstood. Well, I feel, and at least from my perspective, I I feel that manifesting the way that it's discussed in recent times it comes from a bit of a problematic place because for multiple reasons, but you know it's very materialism based, which is fine, but we want to, we like to go deep. So we want to get into a deeper place. And it oftentimes kind of bypasses the baseline that we all come from different circumstances and we're not always starting life at the same place of the race. You know, some people are born into a lot of privilege. Some people are not. And so the idea that you can kind of blanketly talk about manifesting in that way has been seen to be problematic because of different life circumstances. And I agree. However, the way that we want to talk about it today can be not a blanket conversation, but more an individualistic deep dive into regardless of what circumstance you're in, what kind of practices you can tap into to start to be the creator of your own life. I believe that manifesting is not about manipulating, but it's about creating. And, you know, a lot of times people, again, with the problematic side of manifesting, it's like, oh, you're trying to force something to happen or you're trying to be too greedy and like push something big or, you know, you you have enough, like why do you need more? And so rather than that forceful energy, in my belief that feels more aligned for me, it's about being like a co-creator with life and cultivating aligned desires. Really beautifully said. And for me, I would add one more thing to that. I believe sometimes manifesting gets misunderstood because it's not having not having a certain expectation of the external world. Really manifesting what you just described is so beautifully is that it's really coming from the inside out. 
I mean, like everything we do has to come from the inside out first. We can't go from the outside in. And so I think too often people are talking about manifesting from the outside in. I'm going to go get this and I'm going to go get that. And it's in it. Not that manifesting shouldn't be specific of your desires and your alignments of the things that you want, but it's really about you doing the work, you having the dream, you said creating the life that you desire, you having the dream, you having the desires, you having the blueprint that you've created in your mind of what it is that you would like to see happen for your mind or, or for your life by, by actually seeing it in your mind. And then you go do the work, you take the steps and you do the work to see like, like, a, like a little puzzle. You put the pieces of the puzzle together to see the life that you're creating and you're manifesting this. You're, you're actually seeing this happen in real time because you're actually, a, like you said, a co-creator with life and you're actually participating with it. So you, you have to be really responsible. And too often I've talked to people talking about manifesting and they just think, you know, that the outside world's going to come into alignment with what I want, you know, what you said, and then I'm going to have what I want where it's really the other way around. You get in alignment with what it is that you want. You start making the choices and taking the actions that are in alignment with what you've created inside of your mind or for your life on a vision board or whatever that is. And that's how I believe the manifestation of your life starts. Yeah. And, you know, from my own personal experience, I spent a lot of my 20s and 30s like in deeply invested in, you know, the spiritual community. And so I was often um, given or suggested books like The Secret and Law of Attraction and things like that to promote this idea of manifesting where, you know, if you just get your thoughts right, it'll work. You'll get what you want. And I think that theoretically... That's a good first step because I do believe, and we talk about so often here, that your thoughts are powerful and influence. Like you can't, if you want to live a happy, meaningful life, I don't necessarily think that you can have that if all day, every day you're thinking to yourself, I suck and I don't matter. I don't think those two go together. So certainly you do need to get your mind right as the first step. But I think where some of those books, and I'm not, there's no judgment. It's This is just a practice that didn't necessarily work for me fully. There has to be more. And it's not instantaneous. And it's, it's, it's not, it's deeper than that. And so for a long, long time in my younger years, I used to think that there was like, something wrong with me because I couldn't quote unquote manifest like some of my other friends could, or I wasn't the person that like all of a sudden, you know, a free round trip ticket to Bali, like popped into my life for no reason. Or, you know, I didn't have like this amazing boyfriend that just bumped into me in Starbucks, you know, like rom-com style or, you know, $7,000 magically appeared in my bank account. Like some of those stories that you tend to hear when you think about this, right? The stories of manifesting. It never seemed tangible or, or possible for me. And so I used to get really down on myself that like, I'm just, I'm not capable or I'm not able. And I think that probably a lot of people out there feel that way too, because it's, 
you know, certainly there are people that can speak to those experiences, but I today would love to speak to the people like me and maybe like you who have not had those experiences, but you can still have some sort of manifestation practice in the way that actually works for you. And so I wanted to talk about a bit about what it looks like for me in my life and maybe for your life. And then like some steps that we take to get us past the first step of like getting your mind right. I think for me, Michelle, it it started with what do I want? And I think a few episodes ago, we talked about, or I know I talked about having this deep desire as a young girl, having all of the trauma and living in, living in the most unpredictable, dysfunctional, you know, childhood and, and family, but always having this deep desire within me that my life is not going to be like this. I wasn't quite sure what it was going to look like when I was a little girl, but I knew that this was not going to be my life. And I think that's similar to what you're talking about, that really to manifest or to co-create or to have the life that you really desire, you have to know what you want and what you don't want. And I knew that I did not want that kind of a life. I wasn't quite sure. sure. I know as a little girl, I used to sit and I used to pray and I used to say, I'm going to be a nun or I'm going to be a queen. <laughs> so it was, when I think back, it's kind of funny because I, I was going to be one of those two things. So it's very interesting for me when you, I don't, in my, in my early years of recovery and for bulimia and my early years of spiritual practice and all the my meditation and mindfulness practice, manifestation wasn't really a word that was thrown around a lot like it is today. So in my mind, it was always about if I want to transform myself or if I want to have the life that I want to live, I have to really start with the thoughts in the mind like you talked about and I, the idea of not saying that I'm not worthy and not that I'm not good enough and all of those things. So, I, but, I all, but I really needed to know what did I want and what has helped me the most, and we can talk about this a little bit more too, but I really, as I've thought about this a lot, and we've talked about it a lot in our workshops and the work that we do, I, talk, I use it a lot in the work that we do with the athletes because for me, when I look at, I'm, I'm a sports nerd. Maybe I'm, one day she'll have a Barb Sports Network podcast. Maybe this is my person. manifesting of that. Big sports person. So for me, it was always easy for me to see an athlete and get especially a really, really successful one, you know, back in the day, the, the best tennis player, or the best football player, or the best basketball player, or whatever it was. Because, and then you'd read about, oh, I would read stories after stories about why were they so successful and always why they were so successful was they used the practice of visualization. They used the practice of, this is where I want to be. I want to be the best tennis player. I want to win three Wimbledons or whatever it is. And so they could visualize themselves as the champion at Wimbledon. And then so in their minds, they could actually see that and they could visualize themselves doing that as if they were already doing it because they were taking all the steps that they needed to do. They practiced like crazy and they were playing all the time and they ate the right foods and they exercised. So they were doing all the things that they needed to do to manifest the life of their dreams that they had already visualized in their mind. So for me, that has been the greatest thing is having a real snapshot, basically, of the life that I want to live in my mind. Yeah, and as you were talking about that, it came to me, I wrote something down when I was thinking about this topic. 
that goes to your point that again, manifesting is not about manipulation, but it's also about clarity. And I think you have to have that sense of clarity, like you were saying, to even know what you want to bring in. And then using that visualization technique, like you said, to tap into the energy. And this is where manifesting changed for me because it became less, because when I, when I lived in New York, um, many years ago, and I was very involved with like the self-help spiritual community, you know, I would walk down the street and I would just like repeat like affirmations and manifesty type type of phrases, thinking that if I just walked miles and miles and miles in New York city, like it, it would all just happen for me. And it didn't necessarily. And I think there's a difference between kind of mechanically just repeating things in your mind versus embodying the energy of what you want to be now when of thinking about the thing that you want. And so for visualization, like you said, with athletes, you know, they can sit and see themselves winning the Super Bowl or winning Wimbledon or winning whatever and feel how it feels mm-hmm. in that moment and embody it now and then think of the steps that they need to take to make that happen. So the energy of manifesting for me was a big difference because I can right now and you can do this at any time and we'll go into more deeper practices in a bit, but I can right now close my eyes and be like, how do I want to feel in our next live workshop? whatever, and think about what it, what it looks like, what I'm wearing, get super specific and detailed, like how I show up, the energy of the room, whatever it might be. And then I can start to think about that now as I prepare for that and take the steps that I need to take in order to make that happen. And that can go for anything. I love it. I think it's so true. It, it really has to start one of my favorite books on manifest, it's not really a book on manifestation. Let me clarify that. But it's one of my favorite books. It's called The Power of Awareness. Could there be a better title? Because we're always talking about awareness because awareness is key. I wonder key. if one episode we won't talk about awareness. We won't because all. awareness is Probably key. Never. Awareness is key. And it's by Neville Goddard. It is a great book. It's a phenomenal book. And it's an, it's not a, it's a deep read, but it's not a very thick book. So it's, so it's kind of a, you could read it in it's a, a pocket book. Kind of, yes. But it's a very deep read. So he says to be transformed which is what we're talking about. Manifestation is a transformation. To be transformed, the whole basis of your thoughts must change, which is what we're talking about. You said it beautifully that we we can't think we're not worthy. We can't think that we can't do this deepest desire that we have. But your thoughts cannot change unless you have new ideas, for you think from your ideas. All transformation begins with an intense, burning desire to be transformed, which is what I talked about with a famous tennis player or whoever it is who has really succeeded in their craft or in their sport or in their business, whatever it is, they have an intense burning desire to to be exactly what it is they're visualizing for themselves. And then he goes on to say the first step in the renewing of the mind is desire. So I think it's what you're talking about. You can't just walk down the street in New York expecting whatever to happen with that. You have, it has to start from the inside out. It has to have that deep desire that this is what I want for my life. 
And then he goes on to say, you must want to be different before you can begin to change yourself. You have to really want it. So if I think about- and I think your energy has to match. Of course, your energy and your actions and your choices all have to match. And then he ends with, then you must make your future dream a present fact, which is what you just said. How can I actually, what, how do I want to feel? Can I actually visualize myself? What am I wearing? How am I feeling? How am I acting? What's happening? And you do this by assuming the feeling of your wish already fulfilled. So really, he's encapsulated in this paragraph everything that you just said, Michelle. So if 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 we're thinking that manifestation is just a, oh, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want, it's so much deeper than that, which is what you just got done saying. So I think it's really important to really look at this as, we did an episode on this, those four questions, what do I really want? How do I want to feel when I get what I want? And things like that. So it's really important, I feel... That's why I love visualization so much because it kind of gets you into the place. It, it kind of prepares you for being in the place. And it may, you know, maybe be a little cheesy at first if you've never done it before, but I love it. And I do it often, not all the time, but I do it often before I go to bed. I have my little reflection exercise at the end of the night and I might visualize, how do I want my next day? How do I want my day tomorrow to look? You know, how, how do I want to feel? And I think it's probably why I wake up most every morning <laughs> happy you know, then, then I step into life and who knows what's going to happen. But then the whirling dervish comes over to my house. I'm really grateful that I woke up. So I really feel like this is a great episode and a great conversation that we're having right now about how can we actually start feeling good or feeling confident or feeling like, wow, I'm getting somewhere because I actually know what it is I really deeply desire for my life. And then I'll just throw out one other person that I really, really love is Sarah Blakely. I don't know if any of you know her, the founder of Spanx. I don't know if you've ever read anything on her. She is, she's the most tremendous woman that I can think of today lately. I mean, she just, when I think of what all she did for her employees during the pandemic, when I think of how she runs her company, when I think that she's a, a female billionaire, founded this beautiful company so she says this, one of the reasons how she got to where she is when she was asked this question, she says, having a mental snapshot of where you are, where you're going, and where you are moving toward is incredibly powerful. So if you just take that in for a minute, you have to know where you are, where am I right now, where do I want to go, and what am I moving toward, what are the steps that I need to take to start moving forward is all the power that we need to actually live the life that we deeply desire. So I believe this works so well because when you visualize, and, and science has proven this, get a little bit nerdy too about the research and the science part of it, but science has proven that there is a part in the brain that when you visualize yourself doing something, you activate the same regions in the brain as when you are actually doing it. So that was really cool when I read that whole research. It makes sense because if we yeah. think of something painful from our childhood, you can actually start to cry, right? I know I have Our often. minds and our visual capacity inside our minds is powerful. And that's why when you use it for good, like thinking about, you know, maybe thinking of your life a year from now and what you wish to have and feeling the feelings and seeing it in your mind, you can be excited now. You can feel relief now. You can have something to look forward to. Instead of 
perpetuating that groove in the brain of like everything sucks and nothing's ever going to change. And what's the point? which is something that I tend to get that I get caught up in that loop quite often. I've said to you so many times, like, are we living in groundhog day? Nothing ever changes. And that's something that I've had to work on immensely because Mm -hmm. it might feel that way for me from time to time based on my own life circumstances. But I know that that's not true. And I know that I don't want to keep perpetuating that, which is what I want to talk about next of some of the, um, kind of ways you're doing manifesting wrong. And so the first one, and this is something that I think about a lot from that I used to do is like being too um, forceful and attached and manipulate manipulative of the thing. Like I would go through the practices of thinking about the thing that I wanted, but then I would become so obsessed where it was like an everyday thing. And I was like, kind of was holding on to it with a a death grip. And I don't think that that's the way to go. You have to connect, visualize, feel, and then like lean back, obviously take actions, but that grip of like white knuckling it is not a sign of like trusting and allowing things to unfold. It's like making the world around you and the people around you feel like you have to force it to happen. And I don't think you can, you can't manipulate or force the aligned thing. You know what I just felt after what you just said? And it's so powerful. You, you've spent the past 10 or 15, whatever minutes talking about how you want to feel with what you have and the feeling. And you're so right on with, if you're trying to force it, the feeling is, is intense. It's grabbing, it's white knuckling it, it's. It's, it's, oh, I gotta have that. It, it's not a joyful, it's, it's like not- neuro- walking around like neurotic and like, I don't know. I can think about myself in periods of time and it's just tense. So you're out of alignment with how you really wanna feel with what it is that you exactly. want, which is never gonna work. If you're out of alignment feelings wise, trying to get what you want, you're, it's like, it's like putting a, a round peg in a square hole. It doesn't work. So you can see how that can't work. Right. It, you have, it has to bring about when you're, when you're living the life to try to have the life of your dreams, it has to bring about some happiness or some joy or some lighthearted feelings. Because for me, manifestation means I want to live my life with some ease and with some abundance and with some feeling of being in alignment and taking a deep breath joy. all is well. So yeah. If it's starting to bring up agitation, that's what I could feel when you, I saw your fists going like this. And when it's starting to bring up agitation, that's the time to stop and take a pause. Wait a minute. Or just, you know. Am I trying to manipulate this? And I'm not really into the feeling of what it is. So then I don't really even know what it is I want. Or just being so like um, rigid and like, you know, I, I think about in Catholicism, you know, priests will be like, say 10 Hail Marys and you'll be. Whatever, I'm, I don't- Free of your sins. Free of your sins. Is that the point of the Hail Marys? And so you say, ten, Hail Mary, full of grace. Whatever, I'm not Catholic, so I don't really know. But- Well, after confession, yeah, they'll give so, you 10 Hail Marys like, and three in my mind, it used to be like, if I say, I am worthy of this 16 times tonight as I'm walking around the city, it'll work. And like, I just, it was too rigid and too much like a chore and like robotic. And again, like you're saying, not in the feeling. And I know that's kind of- um, you know, it, it, 
there's a nuance to that. I want to clarify something that you just said, though. Saying 10 Hail Marys or saying 10 positive affirmations that does work in trying to start creating a new groove in the brain. Yes, but if not, you're, I just want to clarify. If yes. you're not feeling good about yourself or you're having these unruly thoughts, it's not a practice for trying to get what you want because you need to get into the desire and the, yes. the depth. So I just want to clarify that. It was definitely a good tool to create new grooves in the brain. But it's, it's a phenomenal tool for creating new grooves in the brain and starting to believe I am worthy. I am enough. I am everything that I am. But you also have to believe it. Well, sometimes you have to, you know, in AA, when I I went into treatment for bulimia, that whole fake it to make it, but you're not really faking it to make it. I want to clarify that too for people. I know now in this generation of Alcoholics Anonymous or any kind of treatment, 12-step recovery programs or whatever, I've heard a lot of backlash if I will say fake it to make it. And I think that's also misunderstood and misinterpreted by other generations coming down the pike. What that is supposed to mean when we say fake it to make it, when Sarah Blakely says, you know, that you you act as if, that's another phrase, or when when Neville Goddard says, you have to do this, you have to assume the feeling of the wish already fulfilled. You have to already, you have to already be in the life that you're li- you have to already feel the feelings of the life. You have to you have to really embrace this desire in this life. And so what fake it to make it means, I already am worthy. I already am good enough but I had all this trauma and all this stuff piled on top of exactly who I am deep, deep, deep down inside. So I didn't know it. So when in treatment, they said, you know, just believe it, believe this is who you are. It's hard for you to believe it now, but it's the truth. So we're not really faking. We're not, we're, we're not really, it's not a lie. It's not, I'm trying to pull the wool over somebody's eyes or I'm trying to pull the wool over my own eyes. It's the truth. I've forgotten who I am. Many of us have forgotten who we are at the core because of so much trauma and so much chaos that's happened in our lives. So the same, I believe, is true for this idea of manifesting or having the life of your dreams. You have to actually believe that you're worthy and you have to actually embrace it from the inside out, not from the outside in. And that's why I feel like your your whole story is such a perfect story because you were from the outside in yeah, instead of from the inside out. And also, I, I think it's, Again, like what we talked about at the beginning with with when it gets into your mind, that's the first step. For me, it was, I was very much in my mind about manifesting and, you know, saying I am lovable as I am. But in reality, I did not believe that. And so I was not, I was not of a match for that. I could say it in my mind and maybe at one point it would have started to stick, but I did not believe that. And so I think that's why for me, I needed to take it a step further and work deeper to make the inside match what was thinking in my mind. And I think that's where sometimes people get stuck. They can see it and say it, but they're not believing it. Like you were saying that it's even possible and you have to believe it as possible. And I think So I said that there's two, but maybe there's three uh, missteps with manifesting. And this other one is setting yourself up and and going too big first, like so that you're going to set yourself up for failure, where I think really the power of manifesting is the subtle manifestations of every single day. Whereas I think people often think that, okay, I am going to manifest a million dollars by the end of next year or whatever, or my dream home in six months. 
which I'm sure is possible, but that's lofty goals. And I don't know if a lot of people can get to the space of being able to call in that, you know, right away. If you're someone who thinks you're unworthy and unlovable and not enough to immediately say, okay, I'm going to manifest a million dollars or whatever it might be. So I think the key to, to start manifesting is to start small and start with the subtleties um, because that is where you can start to see the wins and collect the wins. Like I remember back in the day when I was living in New York, um, I was working with a teacher and we were talking about manifesting and I was deeply in the story that like for the longest time, one of my, you know, limiting beliefs was that things can work for other people, but it never works for me. Everyone else can figure it out, but I can't. Everyone else can have skills, but I can't. Everyone else can manifest, but I can't. And she was really trying to help me move out of that. And at the time we were talking about the book E Squared, which is, um, it's about, it's a manifesting book, but it's, it's really about awareness as well. You know, you start to notice things and start to see that you have the power. It's by Pam Grout. And she was like, start to read this book and start to think of something really, really small that you can cultivate. Give yourself a period of time, decide on it, embody it, and then let it go. And so... I decided that it was like going to be a week period of time and I wanted to try and find something really easy. So I said I wanted to manifest unexpected money. I didn't give an amount. It could be any amount within the end of the week. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And it was, I told some of my other friends and it like the week was going on and on and I was getting towards the end of the week and I'm like, and I was looking everywhere too. I, I, I was like eyes open. You know, I was in the subway looking at the floor for coins. Like I was checking my bank account. I was, I was, I was aware, but it wasn't coming through. And I think it was the last day of the week. And I was, ta- I was meeting my friends at a juice shop in New York for some event And I was like, guys, like, it's the last day. It's the last night. I haven't seen any unexpected money. Like, I, and they're like, you know, the night's not over. And literally I was in a circle with my friends at this juice shop and we looked down on the floor and there was a 20 on the floor. And they're like, hello, hello. And I'm like, who put that there? And like, none of us, none of us dropped a 20. And like that for me was my signal that I can believe. And so I think if you start to start small with things like that and pick up and build up that momentum that you can cultivate things in your reality that come from your mind, but you have to believe like this was like down to the wire. And so you can't give up hope. And you have to have trust when it's down to the wire. And that's the biggest piece. I remember one of my other teachers told me, 
you know, at the very end, when you think that you're not going to get the thing that you want, that's when you have to double down on it because that's when like the magic happens and you have to maintain that belief. And I know we've talked about belief a lot. And as far as life, like for me, that is how I can keep holding the vision of the life that I want, even though some of those things I haven't cultivated yet, but I still hold the belief in that vision and I'm not going to give up in the belief in the last hour. So that's a little example. I know that was long. No, I think it's a great example. And I remember what I used to always tell you, you know, if you don't believe in yourself or you don't believe it's for you, because you did say that a lot, mom, everyone else can get all the things that they want and live the life that they want, but I, 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 I can't, or I'm not, or it's not for me, or why am I always singled out? And he used to say to you, you're, you're not, why would you think that you're any less than than anyone else? So I remember I used to say, well, if you don't believe, know that I believe and everybody else in your sphere believes, and that's enough for now. And I think that's kind of what you did with this whole experiment. You, your friends were saying, hey, it's not it over yet. It me to believe. So I think, you know, it, it is hard to believe. And I still have the 20. That's good. We all signed it. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I kept it in my wallet as like my reminder. It is hard to believe. That's why it's important, I think, to have those affirmations because it is true. Like, why do you think that you're any less than anyone else? Why are you? Yes, we were born into very different circumstances, all of us in our own unique circumstances, but it doesn't mean that any one person is any less than a person than anyone else. So you really have to get that at the core and understand that that's true and have people around you that will help support that. Uh, for for me with manifestation, it, it takes a similar form, but it for me, it's important to have the, I call it the highest ideal. What is the highest ideal you have for your life? So if go back to sports, because that's where I always go back to. What is the highest ideal? So if it's to win the NBA championship, or if it's to win the Super Bowl, or if it's to win Wimbledon, whatever that is, what is your highest ideal? And then what you just said, then you need to now break it down to what's the first thing. So that's why you'll never hear a really powerful, successful basketball player, for instance, if they're in the middle of a tournament and, and the announcer will always, the interviewer will always say, okay, like, what did you think? You just won that game. You just blew that, those people out. Can you see yourself, you know, in the, in the NBA final? And they will always say, no, we, I see myself in the next game. Right. The NBA, you know, the NBA final and being the finals champion is his goal or her goal, the WNBA final or the champion, but they're only focused on what is the next step, that Martin Luther King Jr. You can't see the whole staircase sometimes, but you can see the first step. And so they they visualize the goal. What is your highest ideal? I like to, I don't use the word goal in my own mind, in my own life. I like to use highest Desires, ideal. Ideals. So it's my favorite, just whatever. That's just what I've always done. What is the highest ideal that I have for my life? And then now what are all the steps along the way that I have to take? And life will present you with every single step that you have to take going into the juice shop and there's a $20 bill on the floor, whatever that is. And I think it's really important to look at that, having the highest idea, because I think that's what Neville Goddard's talking about in this book, Power of Awareness. What is your deepest desire? And then act as if you already got it. You already, you already got it. And so if I already have it, it doesn't mean I'm going to sit on my little throne up there and be the queen and not do anything. Right. If I already have it, I'm going to do all the steps you know, to get there. So I think that that whole, if I could go back just for a second to this idea of what science has proven in the brain, that visualization works. If we can yeah. actually, 
if we actually visualize ourselves doing something. So remember that if you visualize yourself doing it, you actually have activated the same region in the brain as if you are actually doing it. And so another component to that is one of the research projects that I looked at was visualization is used commonly with stroke patients Hmm. to help them recover and reduce tissue damage in the brain. And so why does that work? We talk about, you know, the mind-body connection a lot on this podcast. Our minds have remarkable power over the body. If we can actually have the mind-body connection, we could actually feel like the mind and the body are working together, like it matters that we pay attention to both of those things. Right. Then visualization actually little by little by little by little, and it gets you to the belief that you're talking about. Visualization actually strengthens the mind-body connection. And for me, it helps me live more intentionally. It helps me be more mindful. It helps me really visualize or be in that life. And and we've talked about, I'm, I'm going through a major divorce, which I'll talk about when I'm actually through it and on the other side of it. So it's been really critical for me to visualize and to actually look at what is my life going to look like next. Right. And it gets me excited because in the beginning it was hard. It was like, well, I'm 65 years old. What do you mean? Right. I'm getting divorced. But no, now that you can kind of flip the switch that you talk about and actually visualize, oh my gosh, no, I still have my highest ideal. I'm still always in the game, so to speak, of my highest ideal. I'm really excited about the steps that I can take toward that. So I think it's really important. I agree. And I think that idea, maybe walking people through a little bit of what what the visualization looks like. You started that, like calling to mind something that you want to accomplish. What are you doing? What are you wearing? What do you see around you? Yeah, being specific. Yeah. And we can put some, um, a little bit in the show notes of, of walking you through that too. So you can do it at home. I think that would be cool. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about the last misstep of manifestation that I believe is like the manipulation of other people. I think so often people think that they can manifest specific people and like manipulating people to come into your sphere. And while I believe that you can manifest friendships and relationships in a broad sense, remember that people have like free will. So I can't, you know, manifest this man across the street to come be my boyfriend or whatever, you know, like you have to let go of this, that, um, specificity of a person. Like I just thought about like, remember when I was little and I was obsessed with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to be their best friend. And Mm -hmm. I was like, how can I force them to be my friend? And how, I mean, I didn't use the word manifesting, but I was like, you didn't really use the word force. Like I re- you said, I even, how could I make this? How could this actually but I remember happen? like I was always looking for ways to like, I think they were on a cruise once. I'm like, can we go on the cruise? Or like, can we go to a premiere or whatever? And I remember, just remember like at one time there was like uh, some sort of mutual friend and you were like, well, we could probably get you to meet them, but it's going to be like awkward. And like, you're not, I don't think this is how you're going to be their best friend. And it was like, you can't, I couldn't force Mary-Kate and Ashley to be my best friend. Would you remember what was asked of you? Remember we said, so let's say you're in a room with them and we're at the same table with them. What are you going to talk about? And I was like, <laughs> like, what are you going to ask? Shit if I know. <laughs> That's the thing. I think it's, it's, those kind of things are cool and they're fun experiences, but I think we're, we're looking to go deeper. But like I could not force them to be my friend. No. If they met me and said, oh, you're cool, maybe, but 
I think, remember, you can't force people to do right. things or manipulate people to do things. So that's the, the other aspect. You can cultivate, you know, maybe I like, I mean, I really liked them because they had really cool style back in the day. So maybe you want to be friends with someone that are stylish or creative or whatever, the, the qualities, but not the specific person, so to speak. It's kind um, of a take of that Gandhi quote that I love so much, be the change that you want to see in the world. You have to be, be the person that you want to meet. You know, like you have to already be that person. So we're really talk about your highest ideal. If there are people in your life that you want to see in your life, if you want to, if you want to have kind, loving, loyal, faithful friends, really, if you become that, if you are that, you want to be that same kind of a person, then just be it. And I think, I do believe that like attracts like in many ways, but also if you don't think that you're good enough, you're going to attract people that, you know, may disappoint you, that may not be loyal to you. Mm -hmm. So it's really kind of a a double-edged sword kind of speak. You have to, you have to be the person. And then remember that once you be the person, believing in the person, then having the, this is a whole nother episode, then having the boundaries and stuff to not settle. Right. Well, maybe next episode. Yeah. Boundaries. I don't know if we've tackled boundaries, have we? <laughs> a I know lot of times. This is the fun, this is the fun laughing episode. Okay. So before we get into some of the tangible takeaways, because we could talk about this forever, I wanted to read I some- we were doing the tangible takeaways. <laughs> well, you know, I like a list. Um, I wanted to read one of my favorite um, examples of manifesting that I, I just, it, I like it. And it's from Oprah who often talks about manifesting and, you know, she's a billionaire, which, you know, lover or hater, she started from the bottom and now she's here as Drake says. So she created this life for herself. And I, she had this talk at Essence Fest a few years ago and we'll link the YouTube in the notes. But what she said sticks in my mind every time I think about this. And what she said is, I am living the dream and I want you to know, and I want you to live the dream because I'm not living the dream because I'm special. I'm living the dream because I was obedient to the call of the dream. I want you to leave here today thinking about what is the dream for you? What is God's dream for you? What does the creator's dream hold for you? So often we spend our lives hoping and wishing and hoping and wishing and desiring things. This is what I know for sure. You don't get what you hope for. You don't get what you wish for. You get what you believe. I used to dream the dream driving through white people's neighborhoods. You'd see their fancy houses. Sometimes they had gates, but all of them had trees. I thought, oh, rich people have trees. Some people want pocketbooks and cars, but I want me some trees. About three years ago, I was sitting in my kitchen window making coffee in the morning and I saw the six trees. I was making the coffee, I saw the six trees. And I went out on the porch to actually count the six trees. And this is what I noticed. That I could dream the six, but beyond the six trees in my kitchen window are 3,687 trees. How do I know? Because I had them counted. I dreamed the six. That was as much as my small mind and my imagination can see. I dreamed the six, but God can see beyond the six. The key, the secret, the magic is to surrender to God's dream for you. For everything, there is an equal and opposite reaction. 
It means no matter what you do, what you say, the energy of who you are is going out into the world, into your home, into your relationships, and that energy is always going to come back to you. You are responsible for the energy that you are putting out into the world because that very energy, bam, is coming right back to you every single time, whether you believe it or not, because it is law. When you've done everything you can do, you don't just have to stand. When you've prayed and wanted and dreamed and held on and believed and got turned down and turned back and turned around, it taught me when you've done everything you can do, surrender all, surrender all. And then it goes, it's along. But I mean, isn't that exactly what we've talked about? And she says God. And if you don't, if that's not what you subscribe to, replace it with whatever word works for you. But to me, that's the perfect example of, you know, you think small and then surrender and allow your life to get big. And obviously not all of us are going to be Oprah, but like she said, your, your own life is your own life. What does, what is in store for your life? We will become the greatest version of who we are. And I think that's, it's so powerful. It is so powerful to think that we all have that inside of us. We, we do really just have to believe. Well, believe it and you'll see it. I mean, that's another meme that you see often, I think, on social media. And I've read about, I can't even remember who many, many people say it. But the idea, you have to believe. You have to believe that this is who you are and this is what you want and that you're capable and that you're strong enough and that you can do it. I, I have to believe that I'm 65 and I have another several decades left and that I can still accomplish all of the more things that I want to get to that highest ideal of my life. So you have to believe nothing, nothing defeats us more than lack of belief in ourselves. It, it drains your energy. It, it makes you cynical. It, it makes you feel less than. Uh, it, it, it's not where you want to be. And I think really the power really lies within us of, of believing in who we are from the inside out, which is what we always talk about in the inside out. And yeah, it's one day at a time. You know, you, like you kept saying with the, you can't, if you don't, don't have to take the whole staircase, just take the first step. And again, thinking about things that are very small or, you know, that are meaningful to you. Like when you were just talking, I was thinking about even like when I stopped drinking, like I would have never imagined that it's been almost three years, but you just take it one day at a time. Everything is is recommitting to your your intention and your desires one day at a time. Because you can't take the whole staircase. I think that's the thing. If I could teach anything maybe in these next this next uh, two to five years of my life, you can't take the whole staircase. All those, you, you, hear, you hear people being interviewed, successful people, oh, you became an overnight success. Well, the overnight success took 30 years. No one is an overnight success. No one success. is an overnight. It, it takes work. And I think the greatest analogy I like with that, not only is sports, but is also working out. You know, our, our, our great friend, Lewis, who, who we work out with, who's our really good friend. You know, you can't, I can't be... Like if I want my if I want my body to be in great shape, Michelle or I Obama want to, arms, Michelle Obama arms for sure. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to happen slowly, one one day at a time, one step at a time, doing the weight. So I feel we talked about perfectionism, I believe, in an episode recently, mm-hmm. and you cannot be perfect because it is not possible. So take that word out of your dictionary. Take that word out of your brain. You can't be an overnight success. It's not possible. You can't get from the bottom step to the 30th floor in one jump. 
it's not possible. So if you take that away, because I believe that's, and I'm saying all this because I believe strongly it's what keeps us from believing. Oh, I can't do it. Well, it's because I tried to jump 30 floors in one step. Right. So, or in one day or whatever it was. So I really think we need to reframe and, you know, that'll be my closing of this episode to reframe what we're expecting of ourselves and really get deep into what do you want for yourself and look at what your highest ideal is and then what are the tiny steps? What are the daily steps that I can take to move myself forward? Yeah, and I was even thinking, you know, in thinking of my own desires and and wants in my life, I feel like because of the pandemic years that forced me to slow down and lean back a bit because, you know, we were at home for two years or whatever, really helped me to lean into my desires. And now I'm noticing that so many things like, you know, that quote, um, I'm going to butcher it. We'll put it in the notes. Like, remember what you prayed for yesterday. What you have today is something that you prayed for yesterday or something like that. Is that right? Yeah. There's also the other one that I love a whole lot. Remember what you, what you thought you really wanted and prayed for Years ago, aren't you glad you don't have it today? I kind of relate to that one because there's a few things that I thought, oh, I really want that way back in the day. And I'm really grateful that I don't have it today. So I'm sure there's, there's several of those kinds of well, things. Well, I'll find but, it. But it's something like, you know, your life now is, is the manifestation of something that you prayed for in the past. And I was realizing that so many of the things that are happening in my life now are things that I, the seeds that I planted very many years ago. And it's not an instant gratification gratification. It is a slow, steady race, you know, and you have to remember to, to be grateful and know that you can plant the seed today and it might not bloom tomorrow, but it could bloom in the future. And you just have to be patient and believe. Well, the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. That's another, that's another one. I just, I think it's important to remember that praying, believing, trusting, manifesting. They are all powerful action words. They are not, I'm going to say this prayer and then hope for the best, or I'm going to, you know, they say I have to believe, but I really don't believe, but okay, I'll say it's like, these are really powerful action words. So you have to do the work. And I think you reading, when you were reading that, I love that. I've, I've listened to her give that speech many times on my, um, on my computer. So I, I, I love the the passion that she has and I love the action. She is always telling you to get into action, get into mm-hmm. action, get into action. We have to take the steps. We have to do the work. There's an, it's, I don't know if this is the exact quote I was looking for, but from Epicurus, do not spoil what you have by desiring what you do not have. Remember that what you have now was once among the things you only hoped for. Beautiful. So lastly, before we sign off for the day, I just wanted to give a little list of some things, step-by-step guide of what we've talked about today. Number one, of course, get clear and visualize and tap into your desires, wants, and beliefs because clarity is always the foundation. Number two, start to observe your thoughts and make sure that your thoughts are in alignment with what you want, you know, and make adjustments accordingly. Number three, be the energy of what you want to attract. Like feel the energy and live in the energy of what you desire and act as if you already have it. And number four, 
let go of the attachment to the outcome and just lean back because the present moment is where magic truly happens. Release the attachment to specific outcomes and see what unfolds when you are living freely in the now. And lastly, remember to believe even when you're at the final hour, always hold on to that belief. Sound good? I love it. Love it. Oprah dreamt six trees and what, she has 3,000 and some? Almost 4,000. Almost 4,000 trees. I love it, Michelle. Well, thank that you, was everyone. Fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. There's a lighthearted episode for you. Thank you for bringing this lighthearted, fun episode. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Please let us know your thoughts. And if you want us to go deeper into this topic, we can send us your questions and we'll talk about it. As always, the best way to stay in touch with us, which of course we hope you do, is on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, at Barb Knows Best Pod. That's where you can send us messages about podcast topic requests, questions, comments, concern, etc. And additionally, make sure you're um, signed up to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, that is where you can stay up to date on every episode of the podcast when they drop. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That is if you love us, which we hope you do. And leave us a nice review because that is so helpful and we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for listening to... Actually, this podcast is a manifestation now that I think about it. You've been dreaming this for years. Slow burn. Here we are. Slow burn. Mm -hmm. So I just thought about that. So thank you so much for listening to this manifestation. Thank you, mom, for being a part of the, the ride. And we'll talk to you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.